0: We are at Masechet Pesachim, Daf Ayin Aleph, seventy-one, and uh, some details about korbanot uh, on this stuff. So we start here. Ahmad Ola, Amad Rabbi El Azad. Rabbi El Azad would be the second generation uh, Amora, and Ola is third generation. So Ola is reporting something that Rabbi El Azad said. Uh, this is going to be one report, and in, uh, in a few lines we're going to have. An opposite report of what Rabbi Elazar said. So that's our. That's going to be most of the time tonight. What did be Elazar say? So here's the halacha. Okay. There's two besides the Korban Pesach, as we saw. There are other Korbanot. One is the Korban Chagiga. We bring a Korban Chagiga. On the 14th, and we eat it at night. And there's another Korban Chagiga that we bring on the 15th. So that's the 15th Chagiga. And this is to um, help celebrate the holiday. The, besides that, there's another Shalomim called, called, called Shalme Simcha. Because it's a holiday and you want to be happy, how do you to be happy? By having a good meal with meat. And so there's another mitzvah to bring uh, Shalomim for Simcha. So that what Rabbi Azad is teaching is as follows Usually, if you bring on, on the 15th, if it's for the 15th, then you slaughter it on the 15th, on the first day of Yom Tov, either one. But what if you didn't do that? You did shechita on Ed of Yom Tov, on the, on the 14th, and you want to use it. You didn't eat it on the 14th. You want to use it either as Shalmeh uh, Simcha or chagiga. The Biel Azazah says you cannot do that, according to Ulah. Why not? Mishum Simcha Dikhtim V'zabachta V'samachta Ba'enan Zebicha Since the pasuk says that uh, that you will slaughter and rejoice. So you have to slaughter it at the time when you have a commandment to rejoice. When is the commandment to rejoice? That's on the holiday itself. Not on the 14th. It's not yet the holiday. So therefore, you cannot slaughter it on the 14th and just wait around and eat it on the 15th. That's not valid. And also, um, this the Hagiga is something that's an obligation to bring, and anything that you have an obligation to bring, you have to get a, an animal that was chulin and consecrate it special as a Hagiga. You can't take something that was already consecrated as something else and use that for a Hagiga. So, the Hagiga of the 14th. That you obviously do on the 14th and you eat it that night. But the Khaigi of the 15th has to be designated from uh from, from a chunin. And this animal, you had slaughtered it before as a 14th animal. You can't use that as a 15th animal. And therefore, both of these are no good. Okay, that's the halakha. Now we're going to bring one attempted proof and two attempted challenges to this uh, to this halakha. And then we'll be bring the other version of it. So Lema Misayale, let's see a, uh, a a support. The full Pasuk says, right, Shivatiamim tahog um la shemelokechas, that you should you should celebrate for seven days. Uh now this is talking about sukkot. And as we know, Sukkot, yes, yeah, seven days. This is in Devarim. Devarim doesn't mention Shemini Atzeret. So it says, "Be happy for seven days." The end of the pasuk adds, V'hayita Ach Sameach." Well, what is that adding? You already said that you're going to you're going to going to rejoice for seven days. So the words Ach are adding something. So this baraita says it's adding that you also should um, celebrate on the last day, meaning on Shemini Atzeret, even though it only says seven days. Ach Sameach adds another day. Okay, good. leleyom tob hadishan. Hold on. How do you know that this is adding more time to the end? Maybe it's supposed to be adding more time at the at the front end on the first night. You see, the first night is a bit of a problem because we don't bring korbanot at night. So let's say I want to bring a, uh, a, korban, uh, a korban for, to, for uh, uh, an extra shalamim uh, for that night. I can't bring it at, that, at night, and um, I, I can't bring it the day before, right? So it says, uh, uh, how do I know not the last night? Uh, maybe it's supposed to add at the beginning. So the word ach says, no, you can't add. Uh, more than that you can't add at the beginning too right so um, the word sameach adds to the end some it's uh, that's Mishimina said it but the word ach says not on the first night there's no way to bring a shalamim um, a offering for the first night now why it must be because there you don't have a korban there's no way to bring a korban for the first night well why not well, even though that's the fifteenth, but you can't bring a korban on the fifteenth until the next day, and obviously you can't bring a fourteenth day korban for the fifteenth. So this is a this proof. This baraita is a proof that I cannot bring a korban on the fourteenth and use it as a fifteenth day um, uh, uh, shelamim. So it looks like it's a proof. But then we say, no, not necessarily. Now, if you just continue the B'daytah, it actually explicitly explains itself. Why did you add, when you add ach sameach, why did you add the, the end, and you didn't add the Yom Tov Rishon? Well, a simple reason. Yom I'm um, adding the last one because you already, you already had a commandment to be happy beforehand all seven days. So it's very easy to continue that momentum and say, yeah, and also the last day, continue to be sameach. Uh, whereas it takes more effort to start off and say, you should be happy on the first night when there was nothing that came beforehand. So we follow the path of less, least resistance, and that's the explanation. Not because it's impossible to bring a Qurban on the 14th for the 15th. Really, uh, theoretically, that would be okay. So therefore, this is not a proof uh, for, uh, for the opinion of Rabbi uh, El-Azhar. All right, but now we have a uh, challenge, attempted challenge. Mati, Mativ, Rav Yosef. Chagigat ba'asar, Yosef simcha. Ve'en Yosef Okay, according to, uh, Rav Yosef has a, has a baraita that says, a um, of the 14th, you can use it for simcha, just not for Chagiga. So that means, sounds like, you know, you're slaughtering it on the 14th, but you're using it as a shalamim to eat on the Fifteenth. So this says it is a, is permitted. This goes against what the Bi'ah Azara said that it's not allowed according to Ula. Am <speaking> veleka. <in Hebrew> Um, uh, now, why? Why is why should this be? Don't you need? Don't you have to slaughter it at the time that you are um, that, that you are happy? And the mitzvah to be happy is only on the fifteenth. And now you slaughter on the fourteenth. So you see, this is a challenge, and you don't have that. So Ravidi Rav says, No, you understood this brayta wrong. He didn't slaughter it on the fourteenth in this case. He waited, right? He designated it, but he uh, on the 14th, but then slaughtered it only on the 15th. Um, and so, since it was slaughtered on the 15th, that's perfectly fine. You can designate it before and slaughter it on the 15th. See the language here is chagigat It doesn't say that you slaughtered it on the 15th. Whereas above we said uh, that he actually did shechita on the 14th. Okay, so we resolve that contradiction, that that challenge from Rav Yosef. Rav says, actually, this is a good answer that that uh, Rav e. uh said against uh, Rav Yosef's question, because Dila Who is the author of this baraita? We actually quoted this Baratah before, and we established that's the opinion of Ben Temah. Ben Tema ha-pesla la-belina. Remember yesterday we saw that according to Ben Tema, the laws of Chagigah of the 14th are the same as Korban Pesach. And you can only eat it that that uh, that day, that night. That's it. Um, and so you wouldn't be able to eat it on the 15th anyway. Uh, so therefore it's impossible that this means that you slaughtered on the 14th and then you eat it on the 15th because Ben Tema doesn't think that you can eat it the next day. So therefore it must be that this was slaughtered on the 15th itself. Shema Okay, so we resolve that challenge, and then um, one more challenge to Ula's um, uh, tradition of Rabbi al azar Ha-halel Shemona. Okay, the Mishnah, uh, says that um, on Sukkot we say halel, And we have an obligation to to be happy for eight days, right? That's in fact what we do. We say halal all eight days and be happy. Well, being happy has to do with bringing a korban and eating a festive meal. Now, if you say that uh, I can only slaughter... Uh, a shalamim for simcha, on a day at the same time that I'm commanded to be happy, well, you're going to have a problem because every so often, for example, if the first day of Yom Tov is Shabbat, the first day of Yom Tov is Shabbat, then you can't bring any shalamim on Shabbat, all right, itself. So then you won't be able to bring a shalamim on that day, on the 15th. And if you say you can't bring it beforehand because it's not a time to be happy, so I can't bring it on the 14th and I can't bring it on the 15th, that means I'm not gonna be able to have any korban korban simcha for the 15th. And so then I'm only gonna be able to be happy for seven days and not eight days. Uh, So therefore, this is a challenge to Ula's uh, tradition because um, uh, we have to have all eight days. So if I reject Ula, then I say, even if the first day is Shabbat, I could still bring a shalamim before on the 14th, and then eat it on the 15th, and then I'll be able to have happiness all eight days. Okay, that's the question. He has another solution. Oh, okay, it's true, you can't bring a korban shalamim for simcha, but... There's other things that you can bring on Shabbat, and that is the khatat and offerings that you bring for the holiday that have to be done every holiday. You bring those on Shabbat also, and so we'll be happy and we'll eat those. So we have some meat to, to eat um, on, uh, on Shabbat, even on the first day, although you cannot not allowed to bring it on the 14th. So he revived the opinion of Ula. Um, Ahmad Ava, so Ava who said this challenge to begin with, responds to Ravuna and says, I have two rejections to your answer. When you bring a Qurban that you have to bring for Yom Tov, and, you, and, and it's Shabbat also, while you're allowed to slaughter it and sprinkle it, you're not allowed to cook the animal because you can cook the animal later. And so these animals, if you wanted to eat them on Yom Tov Rishon, you would have to eat them raw. And uh, eating something raw is not a, is not a happy, uh, that's not a happy experience. All right, so you can't, you can't roast them. And so that's not called happiness if you have to eat it live. And furthermore, those, those animals that you bring for Yom Tov, only Kohen eats them. What about everybody else? How are they going to be Sameach? The the law of Simcha applies to everyone, so this is not a good enough answer. The fact that you can get away with these uh, the Yom Tov offerings, so rather we have another answer to uh, to Ravav from his student. Ela, amad no, there's other ways to be happy. Uh, yeah, usually you'd be happy with bringing a korban and you have a whole animal and you have a nice roast and you invite friends and family and poor people and levim and that's the way to celebrate. But if you're not allowed, if it's Shabbat and you can't bring any korban shelamim that day and you can't bring it before, doesn't mean you can't be happy. You can be happy with nice clothes, with uh, old wine, and so there's lots of other ways to enjoy the holiday and you can still fulfill simcha. All right, this is a good alakha because sometimes uh, people who can who don't eat meat or can't eat meat, all right, there's still other ways to uh, to celebrate the holiday. Ki rabin amar Rabbi El Azar Okay, so now this is rabin who is uh, the one of the nechuta'e. He would travel back and forth from Ezisel to Babel. and when he came, he contradicted what Ula said before. He's also transmitting in the name of Rabbi El Azar but a different tradition. This is not a Biel Azad and not say what you said. Here's actually what he taught. Shalamim yom tov. yoseh mishum simcha. If you had a korban shalamim and you'd slaughtered it on the 14th of Nisan, it's okay. You can use it as a shalmei as simcha and eat it on the 15th and use that to enjoy the holiday. You don't have to slaughter it at the same time that you're commanded to be sameach. However, he agrees that something that you had slaughtered on the 14th, you cannot use it as a Korban Chagiga of the 15th. You can use it as a Korban Chagiga of the 14th, but not of the 15th. So you can use it for a Shalme Simcha because it does not have to be slaughtered at the time of Simcha. You're just going to eat it on the next day at the time of Simcha. But you cannot use it as a Korban Chagiga of the 15th. Because, this one is an obligatory offering. And as an obligatory offering, you have to take something that was unconsecrated and say, I'm, make, I'm consecrating this and slaughtering it as a, uh, a korban chagiga." You can't take something that I already made as a general shalamim and make that into a chagiga. So that's why that cannot be by an animal that was already slaughtered before. Um okay so now that's uh, Ravine's, that that's Ravin's uh tradition of the Bial Azad. What we brought before as a as an attempted proof, now we're gonna bring as an attempted challenge, right? Because it just switches around. So that pasuk that says that it comes to add, right? So seven days you you uh, celebrate, and ach sameach comes to add something else. What is it adding? L'rabot le'elei yom tov ha'acharon lesimcha. It's coming to add, Sheminiya um, said the last day of Sukkot, that also you're commanded to bring shalmeh simcha. Atah umed l'rabot le'elei yom tov ha'acharon, o eno e'elei yom tov ha'rishon, um, wait, maybe it's also coming to add. coming to add. I said it. Maybe it's coming to add the beginning, the day at the beginning. To the word "ach" is a limiting word, and so that's limiting the, the, the first day. meaning mean, the first uh, night rather. Um, that there's no way to bring a shulamim, uh, a shalme simcha on the first night because you can only bring it during the day. So my Tama, why can't you bring it the first night? Why can't you bring it the day before on the 14th and then use it uh, that night? Right? So is it isn't the reason, as we said before, because there's no mitzvah of being happy on the 14th. There's no way to bring a korban that you would you would be able to use on the first night. And so that was a proof before, but now it's a challenge to Ravin's uh, interpretation. And we answer uh lo kedetanya ma ra'ita nirbot lelayom tov acharon o si lelayom tov rishon ma be'ani lelayom tov acharon sheyesh lefanav o si ani lelayom tov rishon she'en simcha lefanav and so we can, we read the the continuation of the beraita that explains it um it has nothing to do with uh, whether you're allowed to bring one, something or not bring something on the 14th uh for the 15th but rather um, the reason why we add Shemini HaSedet is because we're continuing the momentum. We already were happy on the seventh day, so it's easier to add the day after. Whereas it's more difficult to add the first night when there was no Simcha before that. That's the only reason. So there's no proof or disproof from the uh for or against Rabin. Uh, okay, good. Um, and so now that's uh, that closes that topic and now we're going to get to the uh, the last topic before we get to the next mishnah Amarav um, kahana shenifsalin be the 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 inner the parts of the animal the haqiga part of it we eat right that's what we rejoice with but part of it we burn on the mizbeach. So the Emorim of the chagigah of the 15th. So we slaughter it on the 15th. And so as any, old Korbanot shelamim, you're allowed to eat for two days and the night in between. That'll be the 15th, right? Then that night and then the 16th. Uh, but he has a question. How do you know that the parts that you bring on the mizbeach, nifsalin belina, that they become pasul invalid if you leave them overnight? In other words, that you have to burn them that night And you cannot leave them to the for the next day so even though you can eat the meat of the korban the next day the innards have to be burnt that night and cannot be left for the next day how do we know that okay so pasuk says um this is in the context of uh of korban pesach and it says you should not leave um, okay, in the Peshat, it's not really clear which Korban is talking about. Maybe it's talking about Korban Pesach. But Rav understands that it's talking about a Korban Chagiga. And it says, don't leave um, the Helev, the part that you burn on the Mizbeach, until the morning. So you have to burn it that night. Now, which morning is it talking about? It's not really clear. Is it the next morning or the morning after? Maybe it's two days later. Well, he points out, look at the next pasuk, uh, which is 19. It says, you have to bring your first fruit. Okay, this this is a new topic altogether, right? The first fruit is the next thing. But Rav Kahana is saying, even though Reshit is part of the next pasuk, you can also read it, as, as if it's part of the previous pasuk. Remember, in the Sefer Torah, there's no sof pasuk, there's no ta'amim. So if you're reading it, you can read it, lo chelim chagi ad boker right? Meaning the first morning. So since usmich lereshit, the hai boked boker rishon. And so since you cannot leave it over until the first morning, that means that when you do shechitav the chagiga on the 15th, you have to burn the insides that night even though you're allowed to eat the meat, the next day. Okay, that's Rav, Kahana's, uh, that's Rav Kahana's halakha, and that's his derivation, but this is going to be subject to some questions. Matkifla Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef uh, a third-generation Amora, uh, challenges this. Ta-ama dechatav reshit. You're saying, Rav Kana, that the only reason that you know that the morning, the, book, the word Boker over here, that means the next morning, the first morning, is only because it says the word Reshit right after. ha So what you're implying is that if it didn't say the word Reshit after, then the word Boker we would understand as the second morning. So that would mean that I do Shechita on the day of the 15th, and then I could leave those insides all day, all night, all the next day, and then will have to burn them the next night, right? Because I can't leave them over to the second morning. Well, then you would lead to a uh, strange conclusion. Can you have such a case where the meat that you're allowed to eat becomes pasul at night, Whereas the insides, not till the next morning. In other words, the korban chagiga, you could eat one day that night and the next day, right, until until nightfall. Um, and yet, according according to your um, according to you, right, if it didn't say the words esheet, you would have thought that the insides can be left that day, that night, the next day, the next night even longer than the actual flesh. Well, that's impossible because the the insides that you burn are holier than the meat that you're eating. So nobody would think that it's talking about the second night, right? So we would know for sure that it has to be burned by the first morning and not the second morning. And I don't need the words sheet to teach me that. Okay, that's Rav Yosef's challenge. He agrees with the halacha, but he just doesn't think that you need to uh, be creative and take the reshid from the next pasuk and bring it in. It's simply logical. Okay, that's Rav Yosef. And then we get to the next generation of students. Amale Abaye. So Abayeh is going to come and defend Rav Kahana. He says, why, why, why do you think that? Why is it so simple to you that the meat is always going to be uh, more lenient than the parts that you burn? the Pesach, you have to eat it before midnight. Uh, The other sages say, no, you can eat Korban Pesach the the whole night. But he says, until chasot. And yet, the rest of the part, the sacrificial parts of the animal, you are allowed to burn the whole night, just before the morning. And so here's an example of the meat has to be consumed, uh, eaten, before the uh, insides are are burnt on the Mizbeach. And so, right, your assumption is actually not correct. So that's, he agrees with Rav Kahana, that you, you need the word yeshit. Otherwise, you wouldn't know it. Okay, good. Now we have Rava, and Rava comes to defend Rav Yosef's question. Rava, Rav Yosef, You misunderstood what Rav Yosef was saying, and what he was say, actually saying is a uh, is a more complex question. Um, okay. Then next, the, the, this part of the Gemara until the Mishnah uh, is a little circuitous. It goes on a tangent until it comes back. Uh, so just uh, bear, bear with it here. Um, it says mi ikamidi. This is what Rav Yosef meant to ask uh, Rav Kahana. Is there any time the ilu lebasad la ba Can you have such a case where, according to the the tana, the uh, the tana Eric source, you would not need the word reshit? But Rav Kahana comes and says, for sorry that the for the basad for the part that you eat, you don't need uh, to teach the word reshit, but for for the insides, we do need to know the word reshit that is applying to the first uh, the first morning and not the second. Okay, what is he talking about? He's actually talking about the following baraita. So it's really not clear. He wasn't talking about what we saw before, but this this baraita that's coming up. Um, but it's it's about the same subject. That you know the assumption is that basad itself should always be more lenient than the sacrificial parts. So if the word reshit, um, that if the word boker means the first morning, uh, in one instance, it should always mean the first morning, and you shouldn't need the word reshit to tell you that uh, you have to burn the insides on the first morning. Okay, so Maihi, what, what, what is he referring to? The following, Baraita, the Tanya, lo min ha-basar asher ba a pasuk that says, do not leave over from the meat that you... Uh, that you slaughter in the evening of the first day until the next day. This is talking about Korban Pesach. And so it's saying that this, uh, what, what you slaughter on the first day Ba'erev, in other words, the 14th in the afternoon, don't leave it until the morning, until Laboker, um, which is, would be the first morning. Um, okay, so even though um, it seems to be talking about Korban Pesach, again, we're applying this to Korban Chagiga as well. So limed al chagigat arba asar shenechelet yamim layla So is this supposed to teach? See, this booklet is not clear. What, which booklet is it going to be? Is it, do we leave it off till? So at first we say, it's talking about the korban chagigat of the 14th, that you can read, eat it that day and then that night, and then the next day also, which would mean, booklet means the second day uh why uh or maybe it means no the first that first morning and you can only eat it that day and that night and you have to get rid of it the first morning right which bucket is this the first the fifteenth or the morning of the sixteenth sixteenth first or then the or the fifteenth oh since it says harishon that referring to the first day of the holiday, and the boker is after that. Therefore, it must be the second day, and that's how we know that the, bo- the word boker means the second day. Okay, um, so there. So uh, uh, that's what it assumes right now. But then the barata continues and says, "Oh, ella Wait a second. Really? How do you know? Maybe it really does mean the first uh, the first day. And so what do we do with the general law? Because we know that in general, a chagigah can be eaten uh, with, for two days and one night. Oh, that means besides this one. That's a regular chagigah that you bring during the week would be two days and one night. But this one that you bring on the 14th would only be that, that day and that night. So we, now we're bringing in another pasuk from Baikra that says any uh, vow or free, uh, free will offering, it shall be in on the same day. And on the next day, and so that's that's two days, including the night in between. So, so what's this pasuk talking about? Oh, this is coming to tell you that um, in fact, that the uh, the korban chagigah on the fourteenth is in for two days and one night. Okay, now that's the end of the Brayta. Before we get, we, we figure out how this is a, uh, a question, uh, we're, we're going to go on a tangent to just explain the Brayta because it's a bit cryptic. So, Amar Mor, O eno Ella L'Bokeh Right, over here they asked again, maybe it means the first night, even though we just said before, it has to be the first, uh, even though we, we asked the question already before and answered it. Ha Amar, omed Omer, Bayom Hadishon. Wait, you already said that since it says Bayom and then Boked, then it must be talking about the second day. So right, so now why are you assuming that? No, maybe it means the first day. We already established that. Has to mean the second day because as first day first and then boker means second day. So hachikama is what I meant to say. Oh, I know chagigat chagigat asar lebokra lebokra. No, maybe what the pasuk is saying is that um, it's talking about both two kinds of two kinds of korban chagiga. The one on the fourteenth, and that would be in that day and that night, and the one on the fifteenth, and that would also be that day and that night. So when it says that's talking about one that you bought on the 15th that has to be burnt by the morning of the, of the 16th. But the one on the 14th has to be burned from the morning of the 15th. So we could be talking about two different korbanot, but both only have one day and one night. So that's why it's asking again, HaDar chagiga ha l'shnei amim echad, imken, o be uh, says, but we know that there is a general rule that chagigah can be in two days and one night. And so, what is the pasuk from Vayikra coming to teach? That we have an extra pasuk, so we can use it for something else. So, therefore, one of these pasukim is talking about the 14th, and one of them is on the 15th. If the if the pasuk uh, uh, in Devarim is talking about both the 14th and the 15th, then what is this one talking about? Um, So rather, the one in Vayikras talking about the 15th, and this pasuk here is talking about the 14th, so, our Pasuk in is only talking about the 14th, and since it says the next day, so it's clear that that's uh, the next morning after the first day, is clear it's talking about two nights and one day. That's the end of the tangent, and now we get back to how this is a, 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 a proof boker boker sheni. Uh, ha, kol bo-ker, setama, boker rishon Va-fagav de reshit. What you see here is that the only reason in this paratah that we assume the word boker means the second morning is because it says yom harishon first and then boker, so it has to be the second morning, right? But if it didn't have bayom harishon, it just said the word boker, we can assume that it's talking about the first day even though it doesn't say the word Reshit. So going back to Rav Kahana, this is is, uh, supporting the question against Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana, why do you need to add the word Reshit? Even without the word Reshit, I would know that the word Boker means the next day. And that was in fact the, question of Rav Dav Yosef on Rav Kahana. Um, so anyway, you have the uh, two third generation Amoraim, one asking question on the other, and then two fourth generation Amoraim, one defending the original statement and one defending the questioner. So it's a nice example of the way that uh, um, a machloket can uh, continue generation to generation, uh, each side trying to defend the other. All right, so that's the end of uh, that Mishnah, and let's uh, we're only gonna only gonna um, learn the Mishnah today, um, and then uh, we'll see the Gemara. This is the last Mishnah of the sixth pedic. Mishnah teaches pesach she shechato alav hatat. I have a korban pesach and another animal that I designate as a korban pesach, and then on Shabbat. Well, on Shabbat, I'm allowed to slaughter at Korban Pesach. But what, what happened? I had intended that this is going to be or something else for a Shalamim. So then this, this is not good because it's not a valid korban, right? I have to, if I designate a korban Pesach, I have to bring it as a korban Pesach. That's the only thing I'm allowed to bring on, on, on Shabbat. And so now I created, I, I did it not for the sake of Pesach, so it's invalid korban. I, I just violated Shabbat, right? I slaughtered something on Shabbat that's invalid. So I have to bring a korban chatat for having slaughtered an animal, right? It's like, uh, you know, if you miss a fast, you have to fast. Or if I'm missing the fast they didn't get a fast again, right? Um, okay, so bring Qurban for having the wrong intention to bring Qurban Pesach. But how about other cases? Zebachim, le pesach Let's say I took um, a, a, another, a different kind of offering, and I made it for, because it's the opposite case, right? Not a Pesach that I made for an offering, but I took uh, some shelamim and I said, I'm going to do this for Korban Pesach. <im> enan hayav. If it's an animal, like a cow or something, that couldn't possibly be a, be, be a Korban Pesach, then Hayav, because you should have known better. There's no way this could be a Korban Pesach. So it's invalid, and, you know, it's... Uh, um, and, uh, and so, uh, the, the, this is, uh, so I have to bring a chatat for doing that. But let's say it's an animal that could have been a Korban Pesach. Um, so, uh, it, even though I designate it as a shalamim and now I brought it as a Korban Pesach. So it's not valid as a Korban Pesach, but it could be valid as a Shalamim, even though I can't bring it on Shabbat. Now I did. So that's a Machloket. He says, because it's not a Korban Pesach. Only Korban Pesach you're allowed to do on Shabbat, nothing else. The B'Yoshua, poter. The B'yoshua says, uh, Patu, you don't have to bring another Korban because uh, it still is a valid Korban, even though you weren't supposed to do it. And it's not a Pesach, it's a valid shelamim." Okay, that's what they say. Now we have a dialogue that explains them. Pesach? He brings a Kavach Ahmed for his proof, for his uh, position. Pesach? Shmo? Right. And I'm allowed to bring a Korban Pesach. If I have it in mind, it is a Korban Pesach. And yet, if I change its designation, we all agreed with that, right? That's the the first halacha. If I bring another, a Shalamim, that if I, even if I bring it as a Shalamim, I'm not allowed to do that and now I change his designation, all the more so it shouldn't be good. It's not even good if I use the proper designation, all the more so if I take a shelamim and make, make, it, make it into a Korban Pesach. That is uh, the that Amad the no, im Pesach, bedavar asur, Yeshua says, you're going two different directions. If I take a quran Pesach and I change it to Shilamim, I'm changing from something I am allowed to bring on Shabbat to something I'm not allowed to bring on Shabbat. So that's why that would be Chayav. But in this case, I took something that is a regular Shalim and I changed, which is not allowed to bring on Shabbat, and I changed it to a Pesach, which I am allowed to bring. So I'm doing something better. So even though it doesn't end up being a Korban Pesach, but it is a valid Shelamim, and at least I, I tried to do something that is permitted on Pesach. So even though I wasn't supposed to, I did have in mind to do a mitzvah, and the mitzvah was done. So therefore, I should not bring, uh, have to bring a korban Hatat. I'll bring a proof from other things like Korban Tamid and Musaf. Communal offerings that you have to bring on Shabbat. Shehen mutarin lishman, right? They are allowed to bring for their for their sake. I bring a korban tamid as a korban tamid. lishman And yet, if I go and take another animal and I say this is going to be another korban tamid, you would agree, right? That would, that would be hayav. So, Pesach and can't. That's not a proof. Korban Tamid. Only bring one. One in the morning. One in the afternoon. You're going to bring another animal. Oh, I'm going to bring another Korban Tamid. I'm going to bring another Musaf. You can't do that because there's, not, there's no no way that that's valid. And that's not a that's not similar to Korban Pesach where we bring unlimited number of Pesachim depending on how many people there are. So yes, true. Someone else brought a Korban Pesach, but now I bring this other animal. And I thought it was a Korban Pesach. Turns out it was a Shalamim. But I, I, I designated I uh, slaughtered it as a Korban Pesach. So it's, a, it's an honest mistake. And I did a mitzvah anyway. It's a valid Korban. So that's not the same as your case. Okay. Regarding that case, it actually disagrees with both of them and says, that it. if you bring another animal and bring it as a Korban Tamid, even uh, though you know, you're not supposed to do that on Shabbat, Patur because that is a type of animal that you could bring on Shabbat, so he wouldn't have to bring uh, another korban. Shechata shelol Okay, that's the end of that dialogue. Now some a few other cases. If I took a korban uh, Pesach on Shabbat, uh, which is permitted, I have to do that. Um, but I I slaughtered it shelol for people that can't eat. They're they're sick and unable able to eat a kezayit. Or I slaughtered for people that didn't register. People are uncircumcised. People are Hayab, This is no good because it's an invalid sacrifice. Although I slaughtered it, it's the right animal, but I had in mind for people that are not allowed to eat it. So I did that on Shabbat. I violated Shabbat. So I have to bring a korban chatat for violating Shabbat. But if I have in mind both, people, some people that can eat it and people that can eat it, people that are registered and people are not registered. I have in mind both people that are circumcised and not both people that are tame and and patur, because it's a valid sacrifice, right? Because I included uh, within the group, people that are, that I can bring it, then that's fine. And therefore I would not have to bring a Korban. I didn't violate. I, I mean, it, it's okay to, uh, Bring uh, that valid korban pesach on Shabbat. So there's no reason to bring korban chatat. ba'amum chayav. Let's say do and then I find that the animal had a blemish, right? It has a missing a limb, it has a, uh, something on its lip. So then chayav because I should have looked looked for that before. Before you're going to slaughter the animal, go and check and make sure it doesn't have a mum. So it turns out it's a mum, so it's an invalid korban Pesach, and now I did shechita on Shabbat in violation of Shabbat because it's not a good animal. So I have to bring a korban for that. Shechato baseter patur. On the other hand, if I did shechita and then open it up and I find on the lung, there's a hole in the lung, right? A place where I wouldn't be able to see from the outside. Patur, what can I do? Well, it wasn't, wasn't my fault. Um, uh, in, in general, you only bring a korban, if I do something on purpose, like if I saw the movement I did on purpose, you wouldn't bring Qurban because then I violated Shabbat on purpose. We're talking about it was by mistake. But this case is even less than a mistake. It's honest, right? There's no possible way that I would know that it's a taref, that there's a hole in its lung. And so you'll never, never able, be able to bring to sacrifice any Qurban on Shabbat if you were worried about that. And so therefore, if there was no way I could have known before and I find this taref, um, then I don't have to bring a Qurban hatat. Uh, and the last case is if I did Shaita and I thought that this was a valid korban, turns out I find out after that the people that asked me to bring this korban for them, they deregistered, right? And now I brought the korban for nobody. They didn't let me know. Um, or they died, right? They said, this is, you, you bring this korban for us, and in the meantime, they died. So now, uh, or they became tameh. In all these cases, I went and did this. Uh, the, I slaughtered this Qurban, thinking that it's for people that it will be able to eat it. Um, even though it turns out it's going to be in, an invalid Qurban, I didn't know. So this was honest. So therefore, patur, because at the time of the, the shechita, I did it with permission. Okay. We'll uh, continue tomorrow and discuss further all these interesting cases.